Hello and welcome to Three Blokes and a Rugby podcast. Very special edition of this podcast. It's the 27th of November. I hope you're getting your Christmas advent calendars at the ready. Um, I know Jed loves his chocolate, so he'll be scoffing his already. Um, we're actually pre-recording this ahead of time. It's a couple of weeks prior. It's actually the 12th of October today. So if we don't have his Christmas and Santa hats in the ready, we haven't really celebrated Halloween yet. So that's the reason why. Um, we're filming a lot of these in bulk and releasing them around the Christmas time. So we don't have to um, record and miss out on family time and stuff as well. This podcast is highlighting the best top five Super League prospects in our opinions who could and should go to the NRL in the future. Um, inspired a bit by our recent interview interviews with Richie Mathers and um, Adrian Morley, really, who have both been over to the NRL and Super League base. You know, I mean, we've got we've had some brilliant pros- um, guys go over in the years. Elliot Whitehead, the Burgess boys, John Bateman, Gareth Ellis, Josh Hodgson, Jammer Graham, obviously Adrian Morley, and, and a few more as well who, who slipped my mind. Um, but the, the NRL boys love the English boys going over and making a name for themselves, don't they, really? And, and a lot of them have proven in the past couple of years that they can improve and they can improve in NRL games and NRL teams too. Jed, just coming to you first, mate, in our lifetime, who's been the guy that's gone over to the NRL and, and impressed you the most? Um, I think it is hard to look past Sam Burgess. Obviously, everything he, he did over there in his playing time and he saw well-regarded and a lot of people do put him in the bracket as probably one of the greatest ever. However, I am not going to say him. I am going to say George Williams, obviously very fresh in the memory. Um, I mean, by this point, he might even be a grand final winner, who knows, um, in, in the NRL and will join that elite list with uh, Adrian Morley winning it on both sides of the, of, the, of the world. But I think it was so hard for a back to go over to the NRL and impress. We've seen many players in the past do it and, and just not quite get there. And it's always said that the backs are just it's a different calibre over there, different kettle of fish. But he, especially for halves, but he, he's gone over and he's he really lit up the competition and it, it is excellent to see. And I hope it, it, a flurry of, of young backs, which we have seen such the likes of like Harry Rushton from Wigan has gone over. Um, another young centre from Huddersfield, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, has gone over. So hopefully this will be the start of, uh, similar to where Burgess was the start of a lot of forwards going over. Hopefully this is a sign of a lot of backs going over and making their names over there too. I must apologise, I didn't actually introduce either of you. Today we've got Jed Amos Goddard and Jay Ryder's returned for us, the, the Warrington Wolves and Brisbane Broncos fan. Just coming to you, Jay, I'm sure you've, you've watched a lot of rugby league over the years as well, similar to me and Jed. Who sticks out in your mind for an English bloke going over to the NRL? <laughs> Well, Jed actually texted me before this saying, um, who are you going to say? So I, I said George Williams and then he's obviously just stolen it right off my tongue. But um, no, no, if I was going to say historically, I would, Williams would be my pick at the moment. It's between him and Bateman. But uh, if I was going to go a bit more historically and, and who I've seen play in the NRL as a whole, I would say James Graham. <clears throat> Outstanding prop. I mean, if, if you're a forward looking to play the game, like he's how to play it and how not to play it at the same time. And he like he, he just throws his body about, gets himself hurt, but just doesn't care. Uh, yeah, great Graham for me. Excellent. And I think my pick would be Gareth Ellis. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm a Wakefield fan and a West Tigers fan. And Gareth Ellis is actually the main reason why I ended up supporting West Tigers in the first place. When I first started watching rugby league in about 03 or 04. Gareth Ellis was Wakefield captain, broke my heart when he went to Leeds, obviously transitioned from centre to second row, started making it at GB um, international level and ended up going to the West Tigers. 
he won their player of the year every single year he was there, I think, or at least a lot of the seasons. He mixed well with the likes of Benjamin Marshall, Robbie Farah, um, Chrissy Lawrence. Um, was unlucky enough, he never got him towards a grand final, but he did get into a prelim final one year. Unbelievable career. It was only short and sweet. I think he ended up about three or four seasons over there. Made such an impact, um, you know, and he's still spoken about to this day. So for me, Gareth Ellis... Um, brilliant player still playing to this day is about 50 as well and it's ridiculous and still has a huge influence on that FC team um, fair play to him there's been some brilliant talents over the years and obviously for lads like us who love the NRL and, and obviously Super League holds a special place in our hearts it's always brilliant to see these boys go over um, so yeah the, the gist of this podcast is very brief and it's just our top five Super League prospects who we think at the minute have the potential to go over to the NRL in the future and make an impact. Um, we have done kind of a random generator. Obviously, Jay, me and Jed have picked our top five. Um, and I'm, I'm going first. So I will start. It's not in a top five. It's not a, it's not a one to five. It's just a, a top five in general. I think any of these five can go over. Um, so the first person I've picked, I've mentioned him on the podcast a lot, is James Bentley. Um, He's young, he's hungry, he's rugged. And I've said plenty of times that Bentley reminds me of a John Bateman type figure and his ability in the outside edge is exactly that reason. Um, he's sharp on the, with the ball in hand. He knows when to hit a line perfectly and he seems to have enough punch to use it at the right time. Um, he seems to have that tough British rugby league attitude as well that nobody is too good or is too fast or even too strong for him. Um, he's only five foot nine, but he seems to play like he's six foot four as well. Um, he can score a try. He can also play hooker and lock, which is very good going over to the NRL. They like players that can be, be diverse. Um, you know, he's, he's a Bradford Academy product. We know what the likes of the Whiteheads have done and um, the Burgess boys, Leon Price coming out of that many years ago, Stuart Field and Jamie Peacock. Um, and they're no slouch just coming out of the Bradford Academy as well. Bentley's just an absolute prototype of their, of their youth development. And me personally, I think in about two or three years, It'll be the absolute prime age to go over there. I think he'll be in the England squad by then as well. Um, and I think he'll be a good second row and a world-class second row for years to come. Um, he's one of my first of the five. The second of the five comes to no, no surprise at all. It won't surprise me if he's in yours too. Um, is Morgan Smithies at Wigan. Um, I mean, Smithies, he just seems to be primed to take over Sean O'Loughlin at Wigan. Since the day he was probably recruited at a young age from the Halifax, I think he's a Siddle junior. Um, this recent pack of development, you know, the development talent coming through Wigan has just shown no signs of taking a backward step. Um, and Smithies seems to be at the forefront of that, along with people like Ollie Partington and stuff. I mean, for a lad of 19 years of age to be making about 50 to 60 tackles in games at Super League level is absolutely unbelievable. And he doesn't look out of place at all. It's, it's a superb effort. I mean, he's already been capped by the England Knights. He's pushing 50 Super League games by next season. In my opinion, is a future England and Great Britain captain. I think he's that good. Um, you know, if he stays relatively injury free, he could make a huge impact on all scales of rugby league. And I think he will go to the NRL eventually. Um, you know, if Wigan don't manage to t tie him down, I think he's a brilliant player. He's, he seems to be a brilliant professional. And yeah, he's my tip to, to not only go to the NRL, but to be a future England and Great Britain captain. Moving on to my third pick, same name, same type of player is Morgan Knowles. You know, Knowles is one of these players that I've, that I've picked that I think could go to the NRL tomorrow. I think he's probably the only player out of my five that could go tomorrow and be quite comfortable in most teams. You know, he's no nonsense. He can play second row or loose. 
you know, it's, which seems to be a bit of a theme for me so far, seeing as though Bentley and Smithers can do exactly the same. You know, he's, he's also a, a bit of a mix of a modern-day loose forward in being an energetic extra prop, you know, like a bit like a Jason Tamalolo, but he can also be a bit of a ball-playing loose forward as well, um, almost a bit like a Sean O'Loughlin. Um, you know, his recent transition to England from Wales shows that he's got a bit more passion to reach the biggest stage. For me, it's not really my personal taste. I think if someone chooses an international team, they should stick to it. Um, but, you know, he's, he's pushing 130 appearances for St. Helens and he's only 24, which is a brilliant effort and fair play to him. I think he's come through the ranks. He, he's, he's kind of come out of nowhere at certain times in certain games as well and really seemed to, to win games for St. Helens. Um, you know, he can also transition to, to prop when needed, but his diversity shouldn't really hinder him like some players. He seems to play, you know, seven or eight out of ten in most games. Um, and he seems to really solidify that 13 role at St. Helens recently too. And for me, potentially, he could even get that 13 spot of the England team as well. Um, and I don't see why he, he couldn't definitely push for that. I know St. Helens have just lost people like Luke Thompson over to the NRL. Um, but I think he could definitely be the next one on the radar if, if the teams are looking out for it. My fourth pick, Jay, you will love this because he's a wire boy. He hasn't got as much chance this season as I think he should. Um, and that's Danny Walker. Um, Danny Walker just seems to be this bloke on the list of, of my five who probably has the least game time this season. Obviously, we've mentioned it. I remember, you know, I, I was involved at Wakefield uh, under 16 level on the medical staff. And I remember we played witness one game. And there was a big red ring circle on Danny Walker's name on the team sheet because he was easily Witness's best player in a long, long time to come through that youth development. They had Brett Hodgson as the coach at the time, actually. Um, and, he's, and he's shown a lot of promise. I'm choosing him because of what I've seen of him does have promise. He, he hasn't really... I mean, Jay, you'll be able to tell me better than, than anyone else. Yeah, go for it, Ryder, go for it. I was going to say, 71 tackles in that game against Salford the other week, he really stood up in a game where we really needed him because he was actually one of the more senior guys, believe it or not, in that team. Um, I played with two of his brothers as well at college. They're both um, they're both half-decent players and, and, yeah, you can kind of see where he gets it from. Like His older brother's probably probably bruising and cruising with them when he was younger. So, But, yeah, and no, I agree with you, mate. It's a good pick, that. Definitely, mate. And it, to me, he's a bit of a throwback hooker as well and he reminds me a lot of Terry Newton when he plays. He seems to be a bit of a smart thinking hooker. He reads the defensive play quite well. Um, and he's got an excellent pass in him, um, which kind of feeds that first receiver really well. He's not exactly like a Daryl Clark hooker or a Damian Cook where he's going to sprint out of nowhere and make you about 50 metres. But he's got a real he's got real good vision on him. You know, being, being the understudy to somebody who may actually be in the all lists like Daryl Clark um, is, is no mean feat. But, you know, once Walker kind of gets to an age where he gets consistent game time, you know, I think he could really prove himself. I don't know if that will be at Warrington because obviously Daryl Clark's still only young himself or maybe he has to get a move elsewhere. Or if the NRL spot him at a young age and take him over there, then fair play. But yeah, I mean, definitely for me, I think if he keeps on improving, he could definitely be a hooker at that stage in the future. Um, and fifth and final for me, lads, I don't know if you'll raise a few eyebrows at this, but every time I've watched Huddersfield this year, he's been absolutely superb and... If he's listening, he's a good mate of ours. Matty English is not the guy I've picked, unfortunately. Sorry, Matty. Um, but my pick is Jake Wardle. He's obviously the younger brother of Joe Wardle, who obviously went out to Newcastle and he's now come back to Huddersfield. You know, this, this current Huddersfield Giants team is so impressive. You know, they've, they've got kind of the most underrated youth pathway in Super League for me. And in the past 10 years, they've, they've consistently brought through talent. 
that has looked comfortable playing first grade rugby league. Um, you know, mentioned it before in the likes of Matty English. Jake, Jake Wardle might be the best to come through that talent pool in a long, long time. You know, he's an English outside back, so you've really got to have something special to make your mark in the Australian game. We know, we know of a couple who, who've kind of gone over there with Dan Sargentson, Callum Watkins, Jordan Tanzi, um, who've kind of gone over there as, as strong English backs but not been able to make it. But, you know, it's a feat nobody's do, seemed to manage it in my lifetime or our lifetime. But, you know, Jake Wardle seems to have that ability to break a line, find a gap, be a strong defender, really put his body on the line when his team need it. It seems to remind me a lot of um, Jack Bird when he came through the youth system at Cronulla at a young age. He doesn't play with any fear for his own... Sorry, he plays with no fear for his own body. He's got absolutely no fear of his opposition. You know, and, and a good three or four more years filling out his... I mean, he's six foot three. Um, you know, filling out that frame and he'll be an absolute huge unit on the edges, almost like a Keith Senior was when we grew up. You know, and in, if he keeps his pace and his vision, I think he'll be an absolutely excellent um, outside centre. You know, his timing's excellent as well. I've seen him make a few half breaks and give a few inside balls. And, you know, obviously you two know much better than me being centres in the past. If, if you make a break, your timing to pass either to your winger or inside to someone backing up has to be absolutely perfect. And then inside one-on-two one on two situations in the NRL are so important. If you can kind of time them passes, you're going to be absolute gold dust, um, given the pace of the game as well. In my opinion, is a future centre at the international stage. I think he's a future centre, one of the best future centres in our Super League competition. And for me, I think he's one of the top five prospects to go over there. So, yeah, that, that's mine, lads. J James Bentley, Morgan Smithies, Morgan Knowles, Danny Walker and Jake Waddle. I actually had a group of about um, 12 names that I wrote down initially from every single club and whittle it down to this five. I'll just give a few special mentions. I don't want to step on your toes too much in case you have put these lads. I did have the likes of Tom Makinson, Alex Wormsley, and Tom Johnston on there, who I think it might be just a bit tad too late for the likes of Makinson and Wormsley now. They're both 29 and 30, respectively. Johnston, I don't want to let go. I'd, I'd happily keep him away from his entire life, and I think potentially injuries could injure him, hinder him, sorry. Um, the likes of Jake Truman, Matt Whitley at Catalan, Matty English I did put down, and then Harry Newman and Cameron Smith from Leeds as well, I think are really impressive. Um, and if they end up in, in the NRL, fair play to them, I think they're definitely up there. But, you know, we've got a lot of good English talent at the minute, Jay, um, coming to you, mate. And, you know, hopefully my list comprises that. What about you, mate? Uh, yeah, there's a couple of couple of names you've mentioned there that are in my list as well. I'm going to start off with one that you'll really enjoy, Tommy Johnson. Well, You'll enjoy and you won't enjoy at the same time, I guess. Um, I mean, he's a, he's a player who's been riddled with injuries. He's been really unlucky to get so many injuries. Um, but he seems to have this ability to always come back with a real good performance uh, as soon as he comes back from injury. Um, he's also got a great ability to finish a try. The, the only person I think in Super League at the minute who's better than him at finishing, arguably, is uh, Tommy Makinson. Um, I think you, you, may, you may or may agree with may or may not agree with me on that one, but uh, that would be my opinion anyway. Um, he's fast and he's big and he's willing to work. Um, I think he'd look really good in a Brisbane shirt. <laughs> sure, Joss, I love that one. Sure, I'll agree. Um, yeah, uh, number two, I've gone with Morgan Knoll, similar to yourself, Jamie. Uh, you know, he's tough. He's, hard, he's a hard-working back rower. He just gets the job done. He's consistently in the top tacklers for, for Saints as well, which I think is a big... 
um, a big thing for a forward like him um, and his ability to hit lines uh, make him a real threat when he's uh, you know playing on the outside edge he's still only 23 but believe it or not he's got over 100 he's got 117 games to his name uh, for Saints which is, is phenomenal really for the age of uh, for, for that age um, and I think he'd love the physicality of the NRL I think he'd really really um, look forward to the challenge over there Um Another one that you mentioned, Jamie, uh, obviously during during our list, during both our lists for a reason, is uh, Morgan Smithies. Um, yeah, very similar to Sean Lachlan. Um, he does, I agree, seem like the perfect replacement for him, uh, just like a natural replacement for him. He's obviously massive and, and, and physical. He's only 19, which is just ridiculously young, and he's not far off 50 games for them already. Um I do think I agree with you that he's um, he's already played for the England Knights. I could very much see him going on and not only playing for and representing, but like you say, also captaining the England and uh, Great Britain first grade teams. Um, then I've gone for something a little bit closer to home. Uh, I'd, I'd really love to see um, Joe Philbin go and have a go over there. Um, obviously, he's a... He's 25, you know, it's not a terrible age for him to go over there now, I don't think. Um, it's just taken him that long to kind of get ready. But now I think he is he is definitely ready to go over there um, and, and, and kind of show what he can do because he comes off the bench for us. And he don't come off the bench for us because he's not good enough to get in our starting team. He comes off the bench for us because, similar to a conversation we had in the other podcast, um, he's that important off the bench. He makes an impact. It's the same reason we have Ben Murdoch Masilla on the bench quite a lot of the time because they're players who can come on and make a difference. And having that in your pack, I think, is uh, is really important. And I could see him going over there and similar to Smithies and, and uh, Knowles, really enjoying the physical side of the NRL. Um, lastly, I've gone with a halfback. Uh, like we were talking before with George Williams being over there, I've gone with Jake Truman. Um, I think George Williams is a real good role model for people like Jake, uh, who probably, you know, maybe thought oh, the NRL might be out of reach for me, but when you've seen Williams go over there and what he's achieved, um, he's only 21. He's, he's already racked up 70 games in the, in Super League and he's Cassie's, um, he's Cassie's first choice try scorer, uh, first choice halfback. Um, I'm sure you'll, uh, I'm sure you'll agree that he'd, uh, he'd, be, he'd definitely be out of all the halves in Super League anyway, the young halves. I think he'd definitely be, um, being with a good shout of getting a game over there. And that's mine. So I've gone with, uh, yeah. So I've gone with Tommy Johnson, uh, Morgan Knowles, Morgan Smithies, Joe Philbin, and Jake Truman as my five prospects to go over to the NRL. Jed, last but not least, mate, what's yours? Yeah, well, interestingly, only one player I've been uh, that I've got has been picked by either yourself, Jamie, or, or Jay. I've got four that no one's uh, mentioned, which is which is pretty good. I will start with the one that, with, that you both have said, uh, and that is Morgan Smithies. Um, when I was doing this part, that writing down the five, if I had to pick a player that I think we'd all pick, I think he would have been the one that I pick. He just seems to be the, the the prototype of a forward that goes over to the NRL, doesn't he? He just, he just looks like he's made for that competition. Very agree with what you said in that he is very much a Sean Lachlan role. And I can definitely see him being a captain in the future. And I think that is very much, it will, will be something that he will get to one day. Would not surprise me at all if he's the captain of England and, and GB and potentially the captain of any NRL club that would be lucky enough to have him. I think he could go over. I think he'd probably need a, one, one more, one maybe two more seasons over there. But then I think he'd go over. I don't think he's far from that standard. And at such a young age, at 19 years old, I think that's a massive achievement to be sort of already be heading towards ready to go over to the NRL. 
he's got decent hands as well for a forward, which uh, is very important in the NRL. I can't think of many two loosers. If we, if we, I think he's better at loose who who have hands uh, that don't have hands. A lot of them do have that in corporate. I can only think of maybe. Tamalola, who, who who is just a running forward, but he's got that in his game, and that is very important to, to succeed in the NRL. Um, so yeah, that's the only one I've got that uh, is uh, that we've both gone for. And I do think that the NRL will suit him down to the ground. Um, one another choice that I've gone for um, a teammate, uh, which I'm quite surprised that no one else has picked is Oliver Gildart. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jamie's just put me up there and put his hand up, and I, I, sorry, I think he wanted to reply to something. Go ahead, Jamie. Uh, no, all I'm going to say is I, I'm going to predict that you're going to say Gildart because I know he's a, he's a big favourite of yours. Yeah, I, 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 Jamie is correct. He, I, I am a big fan of him. Um, it shows a lot that when he came onto the scene as a 19-year-old, he actually won the Super League in his first season. Injuries allowed him to get the opportunity to play in centre and he's never been dropped since. He's, he's that good. He's come in, done everything that Wigan have expected of him and they do have incredibly high standards at a club like Wigan who, who have a lot of history behind them. He's 24 years old and already got 121 games. The only worry I would have with him is that I think he needs to put a little bit of size on. I think in Super League he's fine, but I think he would need to bulk up a little bit to compete with the the big outside backs that they have in that competition. He's already played for Knights and obviously went on the GB tour the, the other year as well. Um, he can play wing or centre, but primarily he will be a centre. And he's not nothing against him, but he would not be good enough to compete as a winger in that competition because the elite standard of wingers over there. Um, he's got good his hands as we mentioned uh, for other players earlier it's so important for a centre to have good timing and be able to know when to pass and when not to pass and that is something that Gildart has in abundance and he is helped by the world class wingers that he has around him in Burgess and Davis and players like that and Manfredi when, when he's fit so yeah Oliver Gildart is uh, one of my other players uh, second one a player that has been mentioned um, is Daryl Clark um, you have mentioned him as one of your sort of names that I've been throwing around. He is only 26. I, when I was looking into this who I picked, I actually thought he was a lot older. He seems kind of like a player who has been around for years, but he's only 26 and has played 249 games, which is a, a monumental effort to have played that many games at a relatively young age, um, scoring 70 tries too. Was a bit fuming with you, Jamie, when you compared him to Damian Cook, because that is my first note. So I'm really annoyed because I wanted to show that people I know what I'm on about. But his defence is a lot more similar to, to Jake Friend, I'd say. He's, he's, he, his defence and his attack are, are very, both strong points. He's a well-rounded halfback. But like you said, Jamie, he does have that scoot-out ability, such as Damien Cook, uh, to get you out and get you up the pitch. But he's, he's so strong in defence, similar to a Jake Friend. He never really misses a tackle. Um, he's tough. He's not a player who will ever really go off. If you need him to come off, you'll have to drag him off the pitch. Again, which would be suited to a competition as, as physically tough as the NRL. He's played Knights, Nines, England and GB and scored for them all, apart from the England squad, which again shows just the kind of the, 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 the player that he is. He could work in numerous teams. He can be an 80-minute hooker, but he can also work in a system for a team that employs two hookers. He could be equally devastating off the bench, which will be a big factor. And I think... He is probably the only player I've got on this list, apart from another one actually, who could go over tomorrow and be a success. Um, and I really think that. This was probably one uh, that is my, maybe a lot of people won't think of, uh, and it's Oliver Partington at Wigan. I think he is a massive forward, uh, a prop forward as well. He, he's so tough. He, he, he makes so many tackles. His defence is excellent. And he's, he, again, he's, he's that 
and pretty much the what you'd expect a Wigan player to be. It never takes a backward step, does everything that you want him to, does the gritty stuff, not really a flashy player. And, uh, and over the NRL, I think that would suit him down to the ground. Um, I think he would again slot into a lot of teams and would not be scared to match up physically. He is a very a big lad as well, which would be a benefit going over to that competition. Only got 30 games, but he's improving game on game, season on season. And I think he'll be very successful. Definitely will be in the, the England squads uh, over the next few years and will be a pretty much a mainstay. And I've been very impressed with him. And finally, another player that he's mentioned, um, that you mentioned is one of your sort of like un, un, uh, honourable mention, Jamie, is Tommy Makinson. Now, I do understand why a lot of people wouldn't particularly pick him, the fact that he is 29. He did, I was checking, he did only turn 29 two days ago. Um, so he's only just turned 29. 133 tries in uh, just over 200 games. Uh, 124 goals as well. So that is an aspect of his game that he does have. And for and forth for England, really unlucky to not get more caps under his belt. He's a golden boot winner. He's played well internationally whenever he has played for England. He's, he's along with Tom Johnston, who's probably known as being the best winger in the competition. His finishing is outstanding. He already has NRL standard finishing in, in what he can do. Um, I understand he is 29 now and, and in terms of an outside back you would be wanting to go over early because this is when your speed will will start to diminish and that's something that we've seen Ryan Hall struggle with when he's gone over to the NRL he should have gone over sooner again similar to Daryl Clark he could go over tomorrow I, I don't think he will um, I, 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 don't, I don't know why I just have that in my head but I, I think I he doesn't. he'd be successful uh, yeah that's fair enough um, but yeah those are my five so I'll repeat them again Morgan Smithies, uh, Oliver Gildart, Daryl Clark, Oliver Partington, and Tommy Makinson. Back to you, Jamie. You can tell us you had a few special mentions. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, so, Tommy Johnston uh, was a special mention for me. Similar, I think he's got all the skill. Um, I think he probably is the best winger in the, in the Super League on his day. However, again, as I've mentioned numerous times now, the physicality of the NRL, as, as many players who have gone over have, have said that it's, it's taken not even just a step up, but about three, four steps up. And with the injuries that he has had, um, I think that would be a bit of a worry. Alex Wormsley, I think, should have gone over three years ago. And I think he, he would be one of the best props in the world now. Um, he's that good. I think he, he should have gone over really. And, and it's a bit disappointing that he hasn't. As we mentioned, he is 30. Um, so I could... could probably a little bit too late. It says a lot that when I've listened to Matty John's uh, podcast and things like that, a lot of them have said that they that, that get him over just for two seasons, you'll get two good seasons out of him, which shows that even the Australian media and, and commentators do hold him in high regard, which shows the kind of quality player that he is. And then uh, the third one was Johnny Lomax, just because I think his off-the-cuff style would be really suited to the NRL. However, kind of like the opposite to Daryl Clark. I didn't actually realise how old he is and he's actually 30 years old. So he would have been in my top five had he been younger. Uh, but unfortunately, especially as a halfback, he's, he's, it's too late for him now. What does Oliver Gildar have, Jed, that the likes of Callum Watkins, Dan Sidenson, Ryan Hall don't have when they've gone over? Uh, I'd say age on the side. I think all them particular players uh, went over when they were the old. I think Gildar's just got that that little bit, little bit of something. He's, got, he's always got an eye for the trial line um, and, and can often do stuff quite on his own. Ryan Hall was obviously very impressive at Leeds and his try scoring record speaks for itself. However, he had an unbelievable team around him that enabled him to do that. Not that Gildart doesn't, but it's harder to have that benefit when you're in the centre and you're not on a wing. Sometimes you are just there to finish tries, but Gildart doesn't, doesn't just offer that. He offers a lot of assists. Um, he's, he's, he's tough in defence as well. 
Um, in terms of Sargenton, I just think he's a better player than Sargenton all round, to be honest with you. Um, so that is probably what I'd say. James, <laughs> coming to you, mate. And lastly, I mean, we talk about players going over to the NRL and it's almost kind of like an MLS against the English Premier League type situation. Would you want the best English and British players to stay in Super League and try and boost up our competition? Or is it easier to sometimes admit defeat and go to the better competition down under? Um, right. In an ideal world, I'd want the first option you gave there, Jamie, where the Super League's on par. We've got the best players playing over here. Some of the best players from over there want to come and play over here and still not have to worry about not being picked internationally if they come over here because the competition's that good that they can, you know, play in Super League and get picked back home. But that's just not the case, is it? So, yeah, to be honest, if I was any decent Super League player, I'd be looking to go over to the NRL. Um, and at the moment, with the way things are, that's what I want to happen as well, because it's the only way we're going to compete with the Aussies. Um, the more NRL talented players we have going up against NRL talented players um, in a, an England versus Australia test, um you can see the difference like in recent years with, with it really with some of the players that have been over there when you've got like Sam Burgess and James Graham players who intimidate them in the NRL intimidate them whether they've got an Australia jersey on or not so yeah that's that's what I'd say really It's funny actually when you think about it obviously <coughs> weeks about we spoke to Adrian Morley and arguably at the time we, you know with the Sculthorpe Farrell Peacock Fielden um Terry Newton, Sean Long, Leon Price, all potentially brilliant representative players in the day, but playing in the Super League, and we were still getting pasted by the Aussies by 40 points. Yet a lot of our good talent now plays in Australia. We make a World Cup final and only lose by a try, only lose by a clip of the boots, effectively. Obviously, we were all there at that game. We were in Australia at the time. We saw it. It shows, for me, that you have to play in the best competition. Like, you know, the Sculthorps, the Farrells, the Peacocks were brilliant and potentially world-class on their day. But if they're not, you know, no offence, but if they're playing Wakefield and London every other week, they're going to be looking good, but they need to be playing better teams as well. Do you think that's probably a fair assessment, Jed? Yeah, 100%. I couldn't have really summed it up any better myself. Uh, I think a lot of them players that you mentioned, I think if Peacock had gone over to the NRL, he would... In my opinion, obviously, I know it's a lot of if buts and coconuts, but in my opinion, if he'd have gone over today in his prime, he would now be regarded as the best prop of the last 30 years because I think he was that good. And I think he would have everything about his game screams NRL. And, and I really believe that. And in similar to aspects with Roby as well, just touching on a player that definitely should have gone. If he'd have gone, he'd been up there with Cameron Smith as known, obviously, not, not as good as Cameron Smith, who's the greatest player of all time, but would be also known as one of the greatest hookers of his generation. Superb stuff, lads. Go on, Jay. Sorry, mate. Go on. No, I was just going to say, I think it's it's all down to the intensity, isn't it? They're playing against these these players week in, week out. When it comes to playing against them on the big stage, they, they, they're more used to it. They're more used to what, what's going to come at them. And uh, they seem to cope with it a lot better now, which I think is why we still lose. But we're getting closer, aren't we? Because we've got players who play in their competition on a more regular basis. Totally agree, man. I mean, the next World Cup or the next international series is going to be really, really exciting. I think we'll get closer and closer every single year. Really enjoyed that, lads. Thank you very much for joining. We'll, we'll have much more opinion-based podcasts coming out as the season starts to diminish. Um, Merry Christmas in the next couple of days. Obviously, it's close to December now when we release this podcast. Jed will have his Santa on. Jay will be watching Love Actually. And uh, 
we'll all be eating in our, our Christmas Advent chocolates as well. Thank you very much, Jay Ryder. Thank you very much, Jed Amos Goddard. I have been Jamie Robinson. Thank you very much for listening to Three Blokes and the Rubble League podcast. And we'll catch you down the road.